This podcast is brought to you by My Wedding Professionals. A group of award-winning suppliers and experts for your wedding day. Hello and welcome to this podcast for My Wedding Professionals. We are a group of multi-award-winning wedding suppliers based in Kent from whom you can find all your wedding essentials from cakes to cosmetics, photos to flowers, and basically anything you need for a great wedding. I am Peter Thompson, a professional Toastmaster, and our great DJ Tim from Mint DJs is recording and producing this podcast. In these podcasts, we'll be chatting to our very own experts to give you some ideas and options for your very special wedding day. And as always, we hope that you will find them informative, interesting and amusing. Today, we are recording this in the fabulous Spa Hotel, a great wedding venue in Tunbridge Wells. And I am delighted to be speaking to my friend, Angela Williams. Angela, tell us about you and what you do. Hello, Peter. Right, well, I am um, Angela from RKW Hair, uh, and I'm the hairstylist for the group. Uh, I always wanted to do hairdressing ever since I was little, about four years old. Why have I got to start school, Mum? I just want to be a hairdresser. But um, so straight from school at 15, I went and started my apprenticeship um, and remained with that company right up until recent years and worked my way up um, through the ranks within the salon. And then I actually got involved in training. So I became a salon trainer where I sort of bridged the gap between uh, college training and their sort of work-based learning. Um, and then I got off a promotion and actually worked in an academy and became an academy instructor. And then, um, again, worked my way through the ranks within the academy until I was education manager, um, which was great fun. And I, I did that job for about seven years. And then I got married myself. Um, and then after the wedding, no one warned you of the wedding blues. I don't know, did you have wedding blues? I had wedding blues. So I found myself pulling up at churches. I, I can't answer that. My wife is in this room. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to avoid that question. So you, yeah. So it was the best day of your life, wasn't it, Peter? Absolutely. So you had wedding blues afterwards. Yeah. So I'd, I'd find myself pulling up at churches and so oh, I wonder what they dressed like. How did she have her hair? And oh, look at what colour did they go for? So, um, so yeah, I, I went into to weddings um, and that's, that's how it started, really. And not look back. And not look back. It's the best thing I ever did. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. So, how long have you been doing weddings? So, I've been in hairdressing 21 years now, but right. uh, solely weddings um, since about 2014. So, so you have a wealth of experience yeah. in all oh, well, things like to do to with bride, so. <laughs> bridal hair. Yeah, we'd like to think so, yeah. One of the first things I wanted to ask you about, Obviously, nobody can see us. Yes. Uh, they're hopefully we listening to us. We look good today, us. don't we? We made the effort for <laughs> But I am not in the first flush of youth. Mm. I have short, grey, thinning hair. <laughs> so all things to do with bridal hair are a strange concept to me. But I regularly go into bridal preparation rooms mm. and I see that hubbub 
of activity. What do you do to help manage that? Well, I think I remain calm at all times because I think if everyone around the bridal party is calm, then it has a knock-on effect and it's it's all okay. It kind of helps. Um, and then I think if they see us panicking, then they know there's something wrong. So, yeah. So, the remaining calm, I think, is the biggest thing that you can do to support your bride okay. on a wedding morning. And is there anything you can do to contribute to that party atmosphere I see regularly? Well, quite often if they have Marioki, um then I often get roped in with a hairbrush as a microphone and have the odd line. <laughs> Good that's, for you. Uh, yeah. Good that's... for you. Well, you'll excuse us if we don't do any Marioki no. today. <laughs> Um, because I would really like people to continue listening. You've been doing this for quite some time. Tell us, what, what's been your most challenging job so far? Well, I'm very fortunate, as in I love my job and I haven't been, you know, given any major challenges, but particularly sort of large bridal parts had one of 11 um, which was, you know, in their time frame, it was quite a hard turnaround. So I spent some time with them the evening before to start the prep on their hair. Um, and I was back with them by 8 o'clock the next morning, which would have been OK. But they had a great wedding morning at the hotel ahead of arriving at the venue an hour late. So, um, but we made it. They only walked down the aisle 20 minutes late, you know. But we did. We got all 11 done. So that, that was quite a challenge. I can imagine it was. Yeah, yeah. Now, you mentioned starting bridal prep on their hair. Mm. When does the getting ready for your wedding day actually start, or really, when should it start? So, in terms of the overall lead-up, um, don't, don't have any major colour changes, you know, right on top of your wedding. It's, you know, plan everything in advance, and that includes your hair colour. Don't start thinking, oh, I fancy, change colour. So, allow time to trial and test your colour and if if that doesn't go right you've got time to prepare uh, and correct. You um, also need to have a really good consultation with your wedding stylist. Uh, check that you two have a good connection and that you're happy that they're going to be a part of your wedding morning because that's a precious, a precious morning with some good memories so you need to make sure that you gel and you get on. Absolutely. Um, but in terms of your condition as well, you should start having regular hair appointments um, and work out what your end game is. So if you need to grow your hair, then you need to go to your regular stylist and communicate that well and have a plan of action to see you through the next year ahead of your, your big okay. day. So actually, planning and preparation mm. starts ages yeah. before the wedding itself. Yeah. And people don't think that hair needs to be thought about that early or you just don't imagine that that would need to be done but it's really important and at what stage should you get involved so i would be booked as soon as you would want as soon as you find a good supplier then you book them um and then in regular communication throughout the lead up to the wedding but in terms of an actual trial when um get my hands on their hair, anything about sort of four to six months in advance um, is, is a good time frame because it's plenty of time then to action anything that needs to do and we can... And make sure it's right for them. Exactly. Okay. Now, you've mentioned 
when you go to your regular stylist, start thinking about and preparing having an end game for the wedding, at what stage do you either link in with their own stylist or take over from them? So, me personally, my background is hairdressing and I can also supply that normal hairdressing. So I can step in at any stage if the bride feels comfortable and just wants one person to take control and steer them through to their wedding day. I'm also happy to communicate with their regular stylist if they also prefer. But ultimately, if they're booking me for a wedding, then I would do their wedding hair and their normal stylist would be in charge of their condition, their shape and the colour. And the <laughs> You mentioned getting involved at an early stage. How soon should people book you? Uh, I've had bookings up to two years in advance um, and that's not unusual. But 18 months it is a good time frame. And that's probably the same as many wedding professionals. Yes, because definitely, yeah. Of course, there are lots of wedding professionals out there. It's a multi-billion pound business. But in order to get the choice of the professional that particularly works well for you, you sometimes have to book rather early. Yeah, and it's really disappointing. People don't realise until it happens. It's a really disappointing thing to go and make your booking after you've made your careful decisions and then, you know, they're sadly already booked. How do people pick their hair for their wedding day? Because often it doesn't look everyday sort of hairstyle, does it? No, it doesn't. Some brides will be, I want to completely just feel myself and I normally wear my hair down, for example, so I want to wear it down. I don't want to look different. Other brides take the approach of, I never wear my hair up, so I'd love to wear it up. I want to be, you know, an element of surprise and to feel... You know, that princess look. Um, I would. I always take into consideration um, their venue, their theme, the time of year they're getting married, um, what their wedding dress is like, what the neckline of the dress is like. It's important that we factor in all of those things to get the overall look perfect, as well as considering what hair they have, what hair we can add to it and accessories to create their ideal bridal look that's comfortable to them and that's the most important thing. Okay. Do you find they come to you with a fixed idea and how do they communicate Yeah, that? quite often um, they, they generally have a fixed idea um, but also when they have the trial they end up with something that's completely different and they thought they wouldn't like. Like when you try on an outfit or if it's the last thing that you put on you think, no, it looks awful on the hanger and then they put it on. Oh, actually, I didn't think I'd like that, but it's perfect. And so that's where your experience and yeah, expertise Yeah, it's a little bit sits. like that. And, and you can say, oh, and they're not sure and you're trying the different styles and hang on a minute, just just try that. I know you said you wouldn't like it. Just let's try it. And lo and behold, they're normally then quite happy. So when they come to you for the first time, is it a good idea for them to bring pictures Definitely. Bring some pictures, bring two or three pictures, but it's also helpful to have one or two pictures with something that we particularly don't like. Because as a hairstylist, we are very visual people, so um, it's very easy for things to get lost in communication. So having some pictures, I, I don't like how that is around the face, and for example, that's really helpful to a hairstylist. Sorry, I'm having a little chuckle to myself because... <laughs> 
my hair hasn't touched my face for many years <laughs> and it never will again. Never say never, Peter. <laughs> I think I can reasonably say never in this case. Um, and when we start doing podcasts on television, our listeners will, will understand. One thing I don't understand about wedding preps when I see brides on their wedding day mm. is they're often getting ready in a room without a sink without anything to wash hair. How yes. does that work? Well, uh, bridal hair is always best on dry hair. Dry hair and also not freshly clean, which is, people assume, oh, it's my wedding day, I must wash my hair. But actually, you know, hair is better behaved um, when it's not too freshly clean. So ideally, the night before, the day before is always best. Um, and to create the majority of bridal looks, the hair does need to be dry. So that's quite often why you won't see okay. any water inside. Again, regularly see brides having issues with veils. Yes. Do you fit veils or uh, is it something one of the wedding party would do? No, me personally, I always, um, I always advise my brides that hair and makeup should be finished around one hour before their ceremony time. Uh, if they're getting ready at the same place as their ceremony, if not to then also factor in their travel time. But even though, so my job is effectively done an hour before it needs to be, I always then gift that last hour, remain quietly in the corner, and then should any catches happen whilst they're getting dressed, last-minute emergencies, I'm there. Also then to fix things like the vows. I can do that, and then the rest of the bridal party can take care of looking after the bride. Okay. What happens later in the day, then, when we live in the UK, mm -hmm. we go outside, we leave the church, and we spoke about our wedding, we have photographs of my wife's veil at 90 degrees, <laughs> horizontal to the ground like a flag uh, on a flagpole. Yes. What happens later in the day when you have gone home? I always ask the bride to nominate one of their bridal party to who's in charge of, say, removing their vow if should they want to later on in the day. And I'll give that, that bridesmaid normally a little demo and a few tips and advice on how to remove it, causing minimal damage to the hair. OK. Do you ever stay I do offer, um, I call it a dance to, um, an aisle to dance floor, sorry, service. Uh, and if they want, I can come back in the evening and touch up any hair that needs to, remove any veils, just there to freshen up their looks. Because every part of the day is important. It is. And yes. it is important to look your best it is. And that's, throughout the day. Yeah, and that's, that's part of my job is that the bride must look just as good when their evening guests arrive as when they first walk down the aisle and that I have to factor into the advice when they're asking for perhaps a certain feel or a general style I, I do have to consider everything and ask will will their hair hold up will their hair last and looking good all day long with that particular look and it usually does if I've had my hands on it yeah <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been asked to do anything really off the wall Anything really strange at a wedding? Yeah, actually, I have. I had what she was a lovely bride, and she um, she really wanted to rock the look. She just wanted 
to be different. And we had two or three hair trials, funny enough, and we, we had, it was brilliant. It was really severe at one side and loads of texture and colour into the other. It was a very rocky look. Um, but come her wedding day, I arrived on her wedding morning and she completely changed her tune and she went for a, a very soft princess look. And I'm not sure why she she changed her mind, but she did. And she looked beautiful. And I'm, I'm pleased that she did. I think she was perhaps trying to be too alternative. But, but was there just a little part of you that wanted to say, go for it, girl? <laughs> yeah, it would have been really good. It would have been good. Now, Angela, you mentioned that you match hair to dress, to make up. How do you do that? Are there any particular rules about specific dress, shape, style, and hair yeah. shape and style? Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say the sort of solid rules. I personally, as a stylist, feel if a dress has got quite a high neckline at the front, uh, I think the hair's always better up, and um, to have it down would cover quite a lot of beautiful detail that's probably sitting around the neckline. Um, if the back of the dress is quite low and open, then I would avoid wearing the hair too high because the gap between the detailing in your hair and the bottom of the dress, the gap's just too big. Whereas if the hair's um, central and low, draws the eye to there, which follows down beautifully to the back so that that detailing doesn't get lost. Um, and then quite often if the dress is strapless, it's, the brides often feel comfortable having it down, a little bit soft, more relaxed. So it's around their shoulders. And you can adjust people's hair to fit all of those situations? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes we have to have a little bit of help with some sort of clipping hair. Um, not that you'd ever know it was there, but it can just support the natural hair and just ensure that we've got enough to create the right shape to take the weight of some example of veil um, and to last all day long. Okay. And now we come to the chicken and the egg question. <laughs> what comes first? Is it the hair or the makeup? Yeah, everybody asks this question. Um, ultimately, I will work with any other, any suppliers, and I'm not going to cause any upset to a bride on her wedding morning. My preference is to do hair after makeup. Um, you know, makeup artists are fantastic and they need to cover the whole face, so they might need to move the hair and disturb the hair to do their job beautifully or slightly lean on the hair. So if the makeup goes first, then the hair can then sit around the face afterwards undisturbed. I, I get a bit protective. Okay. <laughs> and as they're not washing hair on exactly, their wedding yes, days, yeah. um, really, yeah. it's yeah, it's not it, so much of a problem, what, is it? That, yeah, no, I don't think so. But that you will find that, you know, some some makeup artists do prefer to switch and work the other way around, and I'm, I'm quite happy to. But my advice would be to have makeup first, then into hair. And do you have the makeup artist attend your uh, preparation sessions? Yeah. To to work together to get uh, yeah. the total picture. Sometimes right? there is a small percentage of brides that will um, have a bridal day, if you like, and they will have their makeup trial, the hair, um, and then they go on to their dress shop and pop their dress on and yes. their jewellery, and they you know they have a complete day of it. And prosecco trial, yeah, of course. Standard. <laughs> okay. Now, we've been speaking for a little while and you've given us some... I've learned an, <laughs> quite a lot, to be fair. <laughs> what would you say is your top tip 
for any brides listening? My top tip would be to have a little pouch as part of your wedding day kit at, at the venue. There's an emergency hairpin, some miniature hairspray, little things like that that should should you need to. You could use those, not that you should. Um, and a lot of brides, if they're thinking of budget, they can quite often try and see what they can sort of cut down on. And sometimes it's a hair trial that, that has to go, but I would advise don't try not to always have a hair trial. Because you wouldn't get to your wedding day without trying your dress on. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There, there are one or two people that are more than happy to go ahead without a trial and they're often super, super relaxed brides and they're just generally happy to have their hair done and they're not too worried what the end result's like. But ultimately, if you're giving your hair some serious thought and it matters to you, then a trial is a must. With so much of the preparation for weddings, the more you can do in advance mm. and be happy with in advance the more relaxed exactly. you can afford to be on the day. That's it, yes. Um, um, and why pay all that money, time and effort um, to then spend your wedding morning worrying? So, if people are interested in hearing more from you, how can you be contacted? How I can be contacted via the website, which is www.rkwhair.co.uk. I'm on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter, which is at RKWHair, um, or a good old-fashioned phone call. Love a chat. <laughs> As indeed do I. <laughs> and thank you very much for chatting nice. today and sharing some of your stories and secrets. I have been speaking to Angela Williams from RKW Hair. I am Peter Thompson, professional Toastmaster, and we have been here being recorded by Tim Cullen from Mint DJ Services. We are all from My Wedding Professionals and we can be found at myweddingprofessionals.co.uk and also on Facebook and Instagram. We hope you have enjoyed listening and we look forward to having you with us again shortly. Till then, we wish you very good luck and every happiness preparing for your own wedding.